This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Oil Kings on the board in Brandon. one nothing lead with 13 minutes left in the second period. In the NHL in the third, Pittsburgh up 3-0 on Washington. Rangers lead the Sabres 2-0 late in the second period. Nashville with a 2-1 edge on the New Jersey Devils. Oilers in action tomorrow. 6.30 face-off show game at 8 here on 6.30 Chet. As the Oilers try to snap their L4 against the Carolina Hurricanes. Chris Russell on injured reserve. Philip Broberg recalled from the Bakersfield Condor. So that game coming up tomorrow night. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Grey Cup is on Sunday. Was just going through uh, some of your predictions that you texted in to 780-496-0063. We'll get to more of those later on in the show. And Kellen and I will make our guaranteed to be correct predictions for the big game. Right now, we go to the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials, former receiver in the Canadian Football League. He spent some time here in Edmonton. He is now off and running with a great broadcasting career. Natea Jay is on the line. Natea, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? How are you doing, Reed? Doing fantastic. Can't wait for the big game. It's a big week. Canada's biggest game. I'm excited. Hope all of Canada is, too. Well, and you're going to get to broadcast it, too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, funny. Like My whole career, I go without ever sniffing a great cup. And first year out of the league, the football gods say, hey, you get to do a great cup. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait. Now, who are you doing the game with? Uh, a guy you probably know well, uh, Dustin Nielsen. And it's his own. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, Dustin's been uh, Dustin's a great guy and obviously a great broadcaster. I'm happy to see he's doing really well uh, doing play-by-play with for the Canadian Football League as well. So you will have a blast working with him. And uh, I mean, this has been, you, you, you dove in and uh, you, you started kind of with us having some fun in 2018 and that led to bigger and better things. Um, and you did this whole year of Argos games, right? Right. No, and I think the Great Cup in 2017 in Edmonton, right? That was my first little taste with Morley and uh, and the, uh, the whole team over there at Chad, Dave as well, and it was really cool. I mean, Morley, he, he kind of threw me in the fire. I, 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 was, I thought I was going to be interning and just hanging out with him, but he really had me, you know, in the in the trenches asking guys questions, doing live hits. It was really fun. It gave me my first little taste of, of the meter world, and you know, I was hooked from that point on. So it's really cool, cool you know, you know the, the way it came full circle for me to be able to, you know, be able to do this game and uh, and have fun with it. And what's the, the update? You're doing some Raptor stuff as well. What's the story there? Yeah, doing some Raptor stuff uh, as well. Uh, obviously, I'm a big sports fan. I love all sports. You know, they, you know, TSN 1050 asked me if I would be interested in doing some Raptor stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course I would. I mean, I'm a big fan of the team. Talk to the, talk to uh, about the Raptors all the time with my friends and stuff. I, I don't get paid for it, but now I get opportunity to get paid for it. You know, I'm watching the games anyway, uh, attently, and now uh, you know I get an opportunity to be at the games and and and, um, and you know tell the people exactly what I see, how I see it, and just from a professional sports standpoint, you know, I've been in locker.
soccer was my whole life, so I can kind of add my my expertise in that uh, in that in that world. All right. Well, good for you. I mean, that that is uh, awesome. You're diving right in. And you're doing great. Quick updates from the. Uh, CFL awards, uh, the three significant ones. Uh, I, well, I mean, they're they're all significant, I suppose. But uh, MOP is Zach Kalaros from Winnipeg. Best defensive player, Adam Big Hill from Winnipeg. Coach of the year, Mike O'Shea from uh, Winnipeg. So probably uh, probably no surprises there, given how Winnipeg did throughout the season to take. Absolutely none whatsoever. Um, you know, as soon as the season started, we talked about the teams that would probably be for the best, the teams that were returning the, the most amount of starters. And I think Winnipeg only had 10% roster turnover, right? So that was a recipe for success. You know, they brought back the great cup winning team. Um, it, it was really easy for them to hit the ground running, and, and they did. They're, literally, their only loss this year when they played everybody was against Toronto. Uh, I believe in week five. So other than that, they all the two losses they suffered, they had been resting players and you know, had guys in and out of the lineup. So very impressive season for them. It was a very obvious choice. Claris was the most consistent quarterback the entire year. Big Hill, force on defense. I mean, I, I haven't seen a player play the run and pass at, at, at the middle linebacker position as well as he has all year long. You talk to other guys in the league, other quarterbacks, you give some fits because – you try to disguise stuff. You try to run screen passes. You try to, you know, you know, fool him. You never fool fool a guy like that. He's always in the right spot. So I was really impressed by him uh, this season. I think they got all the awards right. Uh, Bo Lacombo from uh, BC won Most Outstanding Canadian. All right, Nate, I, I want to ask you a couple things here. The, the CFL came back with this 14-game shortened season from the pandemic, from not having a year last year. I feel like, and now to be fair, I, I did watch the Elks mostly, and they didn't have a very good year. They didn't score a ton of points. But I also felt that when I watched games around the league, and maybe this has been happening the last two or three years prior as well, um, I didn't feel like it was as wide open as it used to be. Maybe quarterbacks aren't as aggressive, or maybe play callers aren't as aggressive um, but I just felt like there was a lot of playing not to make a mistake or a lot of defenses who were dictating the tempo of the game as opposed to the offenses doing it. That is me totally as a layperson watching games. And there were some pretty low-scoring games. I mean, there were there were some close games, but there were some pretty low-scoring games as well. Um, what did you think? Am I on to something or am I, you know, just using a, a too small a sample size? What do you think? You know what? Watching the games this year, um, I, I agree with you on the fact that it wasn't as wide open. And I started to think about reasons why, you know, the games kind of suffered and offenses weren't clicking as much. And, you know, I, I can point to, obviously, the, the league having a year off and players, for the most part, you know, you know how it is in the CFL. Guys have to have other jobs to support their families, right? It's not like the NFL or these other leagues where guys could be training year-round, especially in a year where you're not getting any income. And I think that hurt. I mean, you saw, like, veteran guys like Speedy Banks, right, come back. I mean, he was the MOP last season. He came back, and it looked like he had lost a step, right? And I, I would attribute that to him not being, not being able to train the entire year and, 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 and having to work, right? And other guys were in that same boat. Um, so that's, that, that's a big reason. Roster turnover, there are, you know, a number of veteran players that retired this year 
and chose not to come back to the CFL and for whatever reason. So that's a, a, a big reason why, you know, continuity is low and, and offenses aren't firing as well because, you know, quarterbacks are throwing a brand new guys for the most part. And then, you know, the training camps were obviously short, but there was nothing, no mini camps or no get togethers because the borders were closed, right? I think Montreal had, you know, some of their players go down to, I believe, it was Oregon to train. But for the most part, you know, in training camp, two, three week training camp was the first time a lot of these new players were getting a taste of the CFL, getting a taste of the quarterback and, and the offense. You know, you always say, you know, it's more like baseball, right? Offense is the last thing to come, pitchers are always ahead. And the same thing as in football. Defenses are always ahead because defenses are it's easier to learn and and we have less moving parts. So in uh, a sport like football, where you know continuity matters, uh, timing matters, having guys in the right spots, having guys uh, who played this game for a long time uh, with the same people, that matters. You know, you look at some of the best offenses in the history of the CFL. Um, I'm thinking about those Montreal teams, dynasty teams that you know were lighting up the CFL for a long time. They have the same cast of characters. For a long time, right? So um, I think that plays a factor. But at the end of the day, um, whatever is going on, you still got to produce. But there, you can always make excuses uh, for for the reason why things are going on. But I want to wait one more year before I decide if 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 you know things are really you know di- are stuck like this because obviously a weird year, short season, lots going on, guys having a lot of stuff going on outside of football as well. So. I want to wait one more year. If it's like this next year, Reed, then it's officially, you know, the, the offenses are down and, and it's not as wide open. Okay, so that leads me to my next point. Dave Naylor from TSN tweeted this out a couple of hours ago. All aspects of the CFL game will be closely reviewed and considered this offseason, including three downs versus four. <laughs> Is it time to do something that drastic? <laughs> You know what? I think I think the commissioner's office and the league is taking notice of you know what the fans are are asking, right? They're they're like really paying attention to what's going on and seeing that change is really needed. I mean, I've never heard the league talk about changing from three downs to four downs in my entire lifetime, right? So that tells you where the league is at, right? They need to do something drastic. We know they're talking to the XFL. We know they've explored different ways to make the league more exciting to people watching in the States and other countries. And, you know, obviously four downs might be a way to do it, might be a way to increase the offense and production. Um, you know, can you imagine the CFL game with four downs, but the bigger field, the waggle, everything that makes a CFL game exciting? It might be more fun. Some would argue the offense coordinators might just run the ball more, but I think the, the way the rules are set up with one more down it would it would eliminate you know the quick turnovers that you see right like obviously you know two downs and then you're punting right away some people may get turned off by that but there are other people that are lifelong cfl fans that you know don't want any change so you know i think the cfl definitely has to do something uh to to catch the the general audience and to bring in new fans you know there are a lot of fans in canada that are football fans but for whatever reason they're not watching the cfl they're choosing to watch the nfl so what can the CFL do? And that's drastic. I think I, th- I think it might work. Uh, I would uh, I wouldn't oppose it. Anything to get more eyeballs on the CFL, anything to increase offense, anything to make it more fun. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, it could be interesting. I mean, you're right. I I hope though it wouldn't lead to more conservative play calling because now instead of having to average five yards a play, you only have to average 
three and a third, but right. but but at the same time, yeah, maybe fewer punts. Like I had a, a buddy text me today. Uh, we were texting back and forth about what Naylor said, and and he said, "Well, I, I he goes, I don't watch a game to see fifteen punts, you know." So, right. and and who knows? Maybe it could make for some interesting decisions if if more drives lead to touchdowns. Then yeah, is would a coach try a long field goal, or would he sooner go for it on fourth down because he knows you you need you need to count by sevens and not by threes, right? So right. Who, who knows? It could change some things as well. Okay, uh, before I let you go, I'm not going to make you make a prediction because you're broadcasting the game. Um, I you know I asked people to to text in their predictions. Most people are picking Winnipeg, probably seventy thirty percentage wise. I would say. Uh, but give me a give me a couple. I'll ask you this. Give me something for the casual fan to watch for in this game, other than just following the football, you know, or a, or a matchup or some little detail that might make the game more interesting to watch. Okay, yeah, I have a couple for you. Okay, so obviously, you know, the casual fan might know Andrew Harris, right? He's he's been one of the stars in the CFL for a long time. Uh, is probably perennial all-star, most likely going into the Hall of Fame. So he's coming into this game, you know, coming off a, over a 100-yard performance against Saskatchewan in his first game back. I know he's missed a lot of the season with injury. We all know that. But Hamilton has had an unbelievable run defense, and they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher since week two of the CFL season. So that's over four months ago. So... That's a matchup to watch. I mean, Andrew, the offense obviously runs through Andrew, Andrew Harris. They're a balanced team, but he really gets their, their engine going. He really gets them fired up. So if if uh, Hamilton is able to stop the run game of Winnipeg, especially on first down, how does Winnipeg react to that? How do they play um, with, with their number one weapon, you know, kind of is shut down? And then another matchup to watch is, you know, Chris Van Zyl, you know, obviously uh, tackle for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's going against Willie Jefferson, arguably one of the best defensive linemen in the CFL. Jackson Jeffcoat uh, on the other side as well. So the last time they played, they were able to be, live in the backfield, force a number of turnovers. Um, if, if, if he's able to hold up, it'll probably give Hamilton a chance. But if he's not, it's probably going to be, um, like I'd say, it's going to be canceled Christmas on, on Hamilton. So those are the matchups <laughs> to watch. And uh, it's going to be an exciting game, especially it's a, it's a great equalizer because it's in Hamilton's backyard, right? So what what will that crowd do to Winnipeg? They got a bunch of veterans, but I'm excited to see uh, this game. So many intriguing matchups. All right. Well, the Tay, we always love having you on the show, and I'm really happy you're doing so well in your broadcasting career. There are greater things ahead. Who knows? Maybe even someday they'll let you host a talk show because apparently anybody can do it. <laughs> it was awesome to be on with you, Reed. Uh, it's so cool seeing the 780 uh, area code pop up. Uh, I'm- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I miss my time in Edmonton. Good talking to you as well. Right on. Take care, Nate. All right. See you, Reed.
The Teje from TSN 1050 in Toronto. Argos color analyst doing some work on Raptors broadcast as well. And he and Dustin Nielsen will be doing the uh, radio broadcast of the Grey Cup on Sunday afternoon. Love that guy. Love having him on the show. Quick timeout at 720. All right, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman commenting today on NHL participation in the Olympic Games. As part of the extension of the collective bargaining agreement 20 or so months ago, uh, we made a promise to give the players, if they so desired, and the appropriate arrangements could be made, uh, to have the players participate in the Olympics. I think you all know that we have real concerns about that even pre-COVID in terms of the impact on the season. Uh, our concerns have only been magnified, but ultimately we made a commitment that if the players want to go, subject to the caveat if our own season is in trouble because of COVID, uh, not to go would then require a joint decision with the Players Association if for other reasons. We have concerns, uh, and we've expressed those to the Players Association. And we see that a number of players are now expressing concerns. We'll have to see how this ultimately plays out. But there are a number of open issues, and I know the Players Association has concern about them. Uh, but ultimately, we will honor, as we promised the players we would, uh, subject to the scheduling caveat, to move forward uh, and let them play if that's really what they want to do. All right, so a little bit there from Gary Bettman, Olympics, of course, in February. We will, oh, I love having this guy on the show. Uh, Sean Fitzgerald's going to hop on. We always have a uh, wide-ranging and entertaining conversation. He also is one of the guys that helps pick the Lou Marsh Trophy for Canada's Best Athlete. That went to Damian Warner, the decathlete, who uh, won gold in the Olympics. Uh, he's coming up. We'll update the scoreboard as well. Oil Kings in action in Brandon. We'll tell you how they're doing. Inside Sports on Chet. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.